0: Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I don't know if you're like this. I'm totally like this. It's actually something like this happened to me last week where someone hit me up and was like, yo, I need to talk to you. And I'm sitting there going, damn it. What did I do? Like, am I in trouble? Did I make a mistake? Did I do something that made someone mad? Is that why they need to talk to me? It's always my first instinct. And the person that I brought this up to was like, that must mean that you're guilty of doing something. I was like, no, I don't I don't think I'm guilty of doing anything, but that's just the way that it felt. Whenever someone says that now, like, hey, I need to talk to you, you always feel that way. So I felt a little bit of a kinship with Mitchell Trubisky when he got named the the starting quarterback over the weekend. Check this out. I want you to take a listen to Matt Nagy explain how, and you know how, how Nagy is like, he's very thorough when it comes to explaining things. So he's explaining all of this stuff to, to Mitch about how they're going to, to name a starter, but then didn't just get to the point. Check out what Nagy said about it. And then I want to share Mitch's reaction.
1: Mitch was, this was a situation when I told the story, he, he wasn't sure as I was explaining to him what everything that he's been through to this point, and he was sitting in my office, and we we're it was just him, him and I, and we're talking, and I'm explaining everything to him, and I guess I took too long to get to the point because when I told him that he's going to be the starter, he um, he he at first was like, I think he was he told me he was waiting like, man, are you gonna are you gonna say, but I mean the way you're dragging us out, but he was fired, you know, he he just knows he, he's. He's very, he's in a really good place right now. I don't know how to explain it. He just, I think, I don't wanna use the word expected, but he knows that he, that he played well in camp. And when you do that, um, you just want a fair opportunity. And so he's just, he, he didn't get overexcited. Um, he just was calm and cool. And I think right now he's, I said it earlier, he's, he's kind of got this laser focus going on right now and he's not letting a lot of stuff derail him one way or the other. And that's a credit to him because he's worked for that. So um, that's that. And then in regards to the, the, the second part of the question, there is, a, there is, it always is that. And anytime you're, you're talking about, especially a situation like this, it's very easy because it's a storyline go right to, well, uh, is somebody going to fail? And then who's in that? Because now there's more stories and it's just, it's drama. Um, I just, we, we can't live in that drama world right now for us. We got to worry about Detroit on, on, you know, September 13th. And we're just, man, in such a really good spot as a team, you know, the, the offense gets all the talk right now because of this, but our, our whole offense, defense, special teams, our coaches, I'm not sure we've been much stronger and through everything that's going on right now, we're, we're at a, we're at a pretty good level of togetherness. So um, I know that we're all going to support each other.
0: So that's pretty crazy. Like, I've, I'm have i sure that I've done that, not that I have any power to like fire people, but I know that when it came time for me to choose producers on the radio show, that I'm always like, this is what you're really good at, and this is why you were a candidate, and blah, 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 and I, I need to do a better job of communicating those things whenever it comes up, and I think that Matt Nagy does too. Because the first thing he probably should have said to Mitch was like, you're our guy. Then Mitch could have exhaled, be like, and then you could go ahead and tell him all of the reasons why he ended up getting the job. So check out how Mitch felt about the entire situation.
2: Yeah. I mean, anytime coach calls you in, um, to talk, you, I never knew what it was going to be about. I mean, I kind of anticipated it being the end of training camp. Um, but we just had a nice long conversation about everything. And then, uh, he ended it with the news and, uh, uh I was just uh, excited and anxious throughout the whole talk for him to, uh, get to the point to see where we're at. And, uh, it, it's just the first step in, and and my goal for, for this season. And, um it, it was a good battle the whole time uh i can't say enough about how nick handled the whole thing how i handled the whole thing just it was a tough situation to be in but i think we helped each other and we push each other every day um and i think the way we both handled it says a lot about how, how we're just trying to help this team get better so i had a great conversation with coach um and, and now we're just going to roll and focus on detroit but um it, I, I was pleased with the training camp i had i think i've done a great job leading these guys and and just showing uh, how much uh, I want to lead this team and, and be their quarterback, and uh, I feel like I got rewarded for it. But it's just the first step in, in in this process for to have a successful season this year for this team.
0: So Mitch is right that this is just the first part of the process. He gets first crack at it. They were pretty clear about, look, this is Mitch's job, and they were trying desperately inside these press conferences to to make the point that. They're not trying to go to negative town, at least not publicly. They didn't offer up in any of the conversations that we had. And we talked with Mitch, Nick, and Neggy on Sunday about this. They don't even want to talk to you about the idea of, well, what happens if things don't go well for Mitch? How do you go about getting foals prepared? What I think is really interesting is how does Mitch compare to the Mitch he was before we got to training camp or this kind of version of training camp? What was the feedback that he got? And he he gave a little bit of that, talking about footwork, standing tall in the pocket, being prepared to deliver the ball, that sort of thing. But one of the most important things he said, and what Negi said was the idea of taking what you do on the practice field and then putting it into practice, no pun intended, once you get out onto the playing field. I say this all the time, and it's one of the things that has concerned me about Mitch. You could hear it and when you you listen to him talk. He's very sincere about wanting to do well. He wants to succeed, and, and, and I don't think that anyone – at least you shouldn't. You shouldn't want him to fail. I think that people are trying to be realistic about what it is they, they see. And what it is I see when I look at him is a quarterback that clearly tests well. I've made the comp before to my students, and I'm very much in that mindset because school starts up this week, and I'm excited to see my my new group students. He reminds me of a student that will do everything. Every bit of homework that you give them. they Like going to leave your classroom and immediately go to the library and go back to the dorm or the study hall or wherever and do the work. Like put in the work to, to get all of this stuff done that, that you've required in your class. When you give the person the test and you're just testing on the bare bones of, of what it is that you were working through as a class, this person – always gives you the right answer. The problem comes when you have an essay and you want that person to dig a little bit deeper into the concepts of what it is that you were working through. Not just the data, but the concepts. What are the bigger picture issues that you're you're talking about when you're talking about this particular subject? That's what he strikes me as. He strikes me as a guy that is going to do everything he needs to do to get ready for a game. And then when the game happens, is he prepared to deal with this while in peril? It's, to me, the biggest thing about playing quarterback. There are plenty of people who could go through the drills wearing a red jersey. And if you don't know, the red jersey that that quarterbacks wear means don't touch that guy because he's a quarterback. And if you hurt him, then we're screwed as a team there are a lot of people who can go through the practices in a red jersey and be like yes on this particular defense i'm supposed to go through my progression this way and if this changes and this changes or if if this guy blitz then this guy goes hot and i'm supposed to deliver the ball to him it's different when the red jersey comes off and someone is after you A very fast, very angry 300-pound man is after you. Plays break down. How do you go about handling the stress of the situation? Can you remember all of the things that you were able to spit back at your coach or in the example that I gave, your professor, when it gets a little bit more difficult? And that's where I still think that there is a lot of growth for Mitchell Trubisky and and i'm i'm actually curious to see it like i'm i'm very curious to see who he is and if there has been actual growth in him as a quarterback now i want to give him i want to be fair i want to give him a little bit of leeway because my god getting prepared for a season like this seems to me impossible I know that there are a lot of people who hate the preseason and I am one of them, but I still think that there's value in the evaluation process of if you're actually going to work guys in a preseason game, not like the, the you know, the nonsense that usually the stuff that's gone on in preseason games or it's like bottom of the roster guys trying to make the, the roster, like not that stuff. I'm talking about going out there and, and putting your quarterback in a little bit of peril. And saying, okay, let's see how he handles this level of stress. Can he make the throws? Obviously, when you go from practice field to preseason, preseason to regular season, regular season to postseason, postseason to Super Bowl, the stress level goes up. But now that you've seen Mitch as a starting quarterback for, this will be year four of him being a starting quarterback, will we see improvement? Will we see him be able to harness all the things that he's learned inside the, the classroom? And will he be able to present that with the concepts and and be able to function when it's not a practice that that allows for him to make mistakes? In some cases, the practices allow for. You make a mistake, you're not losing a game. You're just having a bad practice. You make a mistake against Detroit, they go the other way, or you can't consistently move the offense in a game and you end up losing a game, then it gets a little bit more dicey. The great thing for for him, and the Bears went out of their way on Sunday to tell you that it had nothing to do with his success against Detroit. I don't know if I buy it, but that's what they said. Numbers often lie, and I know that people get sick of hearing the numbers, but just so you understand the level of dominance that – Mitch has had against Matt Patricia's defense. Let me throw the numbers at you. Okay? He's played in five games against them. In those five games, he has a 3-to-1 touchdown-interception ratio. 12 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. He's completed over 70% of his passes and has a passer rating of 106.3. That alone... Unless he stumbled onto his face on the practice field, unless he could not tie his shoes on the practice field, that would have been enough for me as the Bears head coach to be like, he's, he gives us the best chance to win. And the one thing that Nagy did say that, that makes me believe a little bit that, 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 that the Detroit thing played a role, he's like, we're here to win games. You're damn right. Especially this year, you're here to win games. And on its face, Mitch gives you the best chance to win the game against Detroit. If everything is even, and it looks as if everything was even, Stephen, in, in the practices, they brought in a guy, they paid a guy, and Mitch still beat him out. So I give them credit for, for saying that it was going to be fair and it being fair. To me, one of the things that put Mitch over the top was the fact that he crushes Detroit. He crushes man defense. But that's pretty crazy how he found out that he was the starter. Because it it does seem like Nagy was getting ready to break up with him. And then he didn't. And now he's got his chance. Let's see what he does with it. Thanks for listening.